Do you have anxiety? Do you know anybody who does? Are there situations out there that just makes you feel so anxious that it could make yourself sick? Well, what do you do about it when you feel anxious? What do you do when you have no choice but to face those situations that do make you break out in sweat, make yourself sick? How do you cope? Clutch onto your tea and join us tonight on Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Massachusetts, and my mood is attentive. Last but not least, 267. Hello, this is C. I'm also in Massachusetts at the moment, and I am feeling intrigued. Oh, are we just in the various moods tonight? Tonight, my mood is ready to talk, if that's even a mood. Um, When I created this topic last month, I actually named it the fear of anxiety and how to cope. But within the last podcast that I did, I did fear um, and phobia. What's the difference? And I learned that anxiety is actually not a fear. Because fear is emotion and anxiety is so much more than emotion. So, by definition, according to Healthline, anxiety is your body's natural response to stress. It's a feeling of fear or apprehension about what's to come, the first day of school, going to a job interview, or giving a speech may cause most people to feel fearful and nervous. But Some people have feelings of anxiety that are so extreme that it can cause their body to display symptoms. So, ladies, 
have you ever experienced anxiety before in your life? Let's start with Kelly. Why, thank you. Um, Have I experienced anxiety? Well, I would have to go with yes. Um, At some rare occasions when I am starting a brand new project and I am before an audience that I am not familiar with, if I am casting a seminar of some sort, doing a special public speaking event, there is a bit of anxiety um, that I would say that I've experienced, yes. And what about you, Steve? Have you ever experienced anxiety before? Um, yeah, I, I have plenty of times. Um, more when I was younger, um, just from not like maybe uh, doing things to the level that was set. Like, um, growing up, my father, like, really wanted us to be, like, at, at a certain level. So, and whenever I didn't feel like I was reaching his expectations, um, it caused a lot of anxiety. And you, Tawanda? I remember one time I um was working on this really stressful job. This was probably about 12, 13, 14 years ago. But um, though they, people were stressing me out, and I couldn't sleep. And I had no idea why I just could not sleep at night. So I ended up going to the doctor, and I'm like, I think I have insomnia. Like, I really can't sleep and blah, blah, blah. And he explained to me that it was actually anxiety. And I was like, what? Because I always thought, like, anxiety and anxiety attacks, you can't really breathe. And that's when he was telling me that, you know, <laughs> that's not the only way you can be having anxiety. So, yeah, I did actually experience that before. We actually have a new caller, area code 209. Please identify yourself, what state you're calling from, and the you're in. Hey, it's Kay. I'm in Wisconsin. And the mood you're in, Kay? Um, the mood that I'm in? I'm feeling kind yeah. of jittery. Did you drink a lot of coffee before the show? No, I just had a run in with um with someone, so I'm feeling jittery. It was a, I had a fight with a friend. Uh well, I'm sorry to hear that, but you're just in time to answer the first question, which is, have you ever experienced anxiety before in your lifetime? Oh, my God. That's like the story of my life. Like, I'm anxious right now. <laughs> yeah, like, I have, I have, like, I've been, I've had um, depression, and, and but I was able to beat it, but anxiety is something I have not yet been able to vanquish it's a monster I deal with on a daily basis unfortunately um yeah yeah every day sometimes all day <laughs> um some of the symptoms fast heart rate um irritability sometimes stomach problems um lack of hunger loss of weight and I can always tell, like, when I'm not anxious because I put on, like, weight, like, lots of weight because that's when I start eating. Yep. 
unable to sleep. I get insom like I become an insomniac when my anxiety acts up. I start having to to take Benadryl to now sleep. Can I get yep. Can I so there you go. Okay. Well, anxiety sometimes can morph into what are known as anxiety disorders. It's normal to feel anxious about moving to a new place, starting a new job, or taking a test. This type of anxiety is unpleasant, but it may motivate you harder and to do a better job. Ordinary anxiety is a feeling that comes and goes that does not interfere with your everyday life. However, in the case of anxiety disorders, the... In the case of an anxiety disorder, the feeling of fear may be with you at all times. It is intense and sometimes debilitating. This type of anxiety may cause you to stop doing things you enjoy. In extreme cases, it may prevent you from entering an elevator, crossing the street, or even leaving your home. If left untreated, the anxiety will keep on getting worse. Anxiety disorders are the most common form of emotional disorder and can affect anyone at any age. According to the American Psychiatric Association, women are more likely than men to be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. Well, an anxiety disorder is there are different types of, of them. So some of them are panic disorder, which means experiencing reoccurring panic attacks at unexpected times. A person with a panic disorder may live of the next panic attack. Phobia, excessive fear of a specific object situation, or activity, social anxiety disorder, extreme extreme fear of being judged by others in social situations, obsessive compulsive disorder, reoccurring irrational thoughts that lead you to perform specific repeated behaviors, separation anxiety disorder, fear of being away from home or loved ones, illness, anxiety, disorder, anxiety about your health, formerly called hypochondria, and last but not least, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, anxiety following a traumatic event. PTSD, believe it or not, is mostly found in our military, especially when they have returned from wartime. So now that you ladies have heard about some of the types of anxiety disorders, if you don't mind sharing, do you suffer from one of these types of disorders or do you know anyone who has one of these anxiety disorders? Let's start with you, Kay, since you say you suffer from anxiety. Um, what were the disorders again? Panic disorder, phobia, social anxiety disorder, 
obsessive compulsive disorder, separation anxiety disorder, illness anxiety disorder, or hypochondria, post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. That's a lot of disorders. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> um, when when my anxiety gets extremely bad, I do suffer from OCD. Thankfully, that has not happened for the last ten years of my life. I've been blessed that uh, it, because it's a it's a very uh, it's a very difficult disorder to suffer with. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, mm, I can't think of anything else. Um, there was, there was a point when my anxiety was super bad that I did get social anxiety also, but again, that was like over 10 years ago. Um, yeah, so far, you know, honestly, like I'm doing so much better now than I used to <laughs> Like now as compared like a piece of cake compared to how it used to be, honestly. What about you, C? The one that I did catch um, that I, I think that I could relate to is maybe the uh, the post traumatic disorder. Um, just because when I was younger, I, I just grew up in an environment where there was a lot of gunshots, and at one point I thought that maybe I would not live to be 21 and that I would get hit by a straight bullet. And unfortunately, I just accepted it. Um, so I have an issue with guns. I have an issue with uh, fireworks. Um, the fireworks gives me anxiety. Um, I don't like to be around them because they sound like gunshots. What about you, Tawanda? I was coming off of me. I said, Alexis, no, I don't have any, um, unless you count what we said the other day, we were talking about phobias, and I was thinking about the um, pandemic, but that's kind of, I guess, maybe seasonal or once or twice in a lifetime. However, with most of the ones you've named, though, yeah, I have dealt with people in life that have had um, many of, of what you actually named. So, yes, I'm definitely familiar with all of them. And you, Kelly? Um, I'd say that I've become familiar and I've experienced um, various disorders. But, again, it has a lot to do with environment and ambience and either familiarity or unfamiliarity like with the social disorder i i can experience social disorder depending on the environment if the environment is hostile or you know if people are if i enter a neighborhood and um I'm sent to that neighborhood to either collect some kind of information or signatures for presidents, what have you. And the neighborhood has um, how Corinne mentioned guns or um, people that look like they were dropouts and junkies and that they're ready to mug you. Well, yes, I am definitely going to uh, exhibit some form of social disorder because I definitely feel that I do not belong there or I'm at a place or I'm going to be targeted. Um, but I've also suffered from insomnia and um, uh, other other disorders that you have mentioned, which I cannot even uh, title them right now for some reason or other. But um, 
on and off. It's not consistent, thank God, because it's uh, it's very painful and um, you can experience a lot of setbacks, uh, losses. You can lose your hair. I mean, all sorts of things can happen when you experience these disorders, not just stomach, but just vision distorted and um, your your thinking, uh, being able to reach out to other people or just handle your everyday affairs. So um, I've experienced them on and off depending on the environment, the people that are around me, yeah. Well, for me, I would say that I have separation anxiety. When I was a small child, there is a really cute story, but it was the first sign of concern for my mother. When I was a small child, I did not have babysitters. I was always with my mother and or a family member, and sometimes with the neighbor, but for whatever reason, nobody knows what happened to cause me to be so glued to my mother. My mother was pregnant with my sister and had to go somewhere with my grandmother, my favorite person to look after me when my mother wasn't around. So they left me with a family member that I knew but did not spend a lot of time with. The second I realized my mother and my grandmother left, I glued myself to the window next to the door crying my eyes out. Now, most children will cry and then end up getting over it. That wasn't the case with me. I cried for three and a half hours straight. And my family member said she tried bribing me with everything under the sun, like any cartoon I wanted, any candy, any cookies, food. I would not move corner, and I just cried and cried and cried. And eventually, I did tire myself out where I fell asleep in the corner, and they said when I woke up again and I realized my grandmother and my mother still hadn't came home, I started crying again. And I cried for two hours straight until my mother walked through the door. And when my mother walked through the door, I glued myself to my mother's foot. I literally wrapped myself around my mother's leg and sat on my mother's foot. And my mother just had to walk around the house with me like that. And it got worse and worse. Every time my mother tried to leave, I would seriously have a panic attack and start crying. So then somebody in the family was like, well, you're going to have to take her to a doctor to see what's going on. And so the doctor told my mother, well, unless my mother knows exactly a moment that triggered that caused me to be so anxious they diagnosed me with separation issues I still have separation issues to this day I spend my entire life around family members and such like that I have never really truly ever lived alone like even in college I had roommates and such like that like about three years ago or four depending on Yeah, three years ago, my sister went away to her first trip for two and a half weeks. Those two and a half weeks, I did not sleep at night. 
I slept during the day, and I was up all night. I just couldn't go to sleep because I was so anxious. I was so anxious about being home by myself that it totally freaked me out to the point where I was so grateful the day my sister came home because when my sister was home, I finally could establish a normal sleep pattern again. My sister was like, yeah, I know you don't like it when you're home alone. So it's become a common joke in my family that I probably will always have to have a roommate because I can't be – I'm fine alone during the day, just not so much living alone. So with that, I'm going to take a quick break, and we will be back after these messages. Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash realgirlfriendsacrossamerica. That's P-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com backslash Real Girlfriends Across America. Every donation helps. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story. Congratulations to singer Megan Trainer and her husband Daryl Zabaro. They just announced two months before their second anniversary that they are expecting their first child. Megan has waited a long time for this and excited to meet her new little bundle of joy. Congratulations, the baby is to be here early 2021. Before we went on break, I admitted that I probably suffer from anxiety disorders. Although the one time where I did cry and cry and cry when my mother and grandmother left, nobody knows the event that triggered that. Because whenever that story is mentioned, everybody was like, oh, that's a cute story. But if you really think about it, that's not so cute when a child is standing in the corner plastered to the window crying her eyes out because her mother decided to run an errand without her. Most children I know cry for a couple of minutes, then they get over it, they go play. That wasn't the case with me. I actually cried myself to sleep, woke up and cried some more until my mother came back. And my mother is no longer here, so can't ask her what the trigger was, but that never went away. I still have separation anxiety. But anxiety feels different depending on the person experiencing it. Feelings can range from butterflies in your stomach to a racing heart. You might feel out of control like a disconnect between your mind and body. Some of the Symptoms you may experience are increased heart rate, rapid breathing, restlessness, trouble concentrating, difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep, or even straight out insomnia. So, ladies, have any of you ever experienced? 
experience any of these symptoms, or do you know of any other symptoms that anxiety can develop if you are diagnosed with anxiety, and what are the symptoms of anxiety? Okay. Um, You're asking, like, what the symptoms are of anxiety? Have you ever experienced any of the symptoms I mentioned, or do you know of any other symptoms of anxiety? Um, well, I mean, I, I I mentioned a few of the symptoms that I have experienced, um, fast heart rate, um, jitteriness, sometimes stomach issues, uh, lack of hunger, insomnia, um, irritability, mood swings. Um, so those are the ones I've experienced. What about you, Tawanda? No, I, I think a few things that I know it actually cause sometimes, like you mentioned separation anxiety, sometimes if a person has anxiety or a PDS, um, PTSD or just different types of disorders like that, sometimes people have a problem with um, communication. Sometimes people have a problem with um maybe being reclusive, like not really wanting to come out. Like you mentioned, phobia. So, you know, phobia having that type of fear. Um, Sometimes even a personality disorder. Like sometimes we have people who say, you know what, I'm not really sure, like, I know what's wrong with him or what's wrong with her because they're different. And sometimes that comes out and kind of like how people talk and communicate. So, um, yeah, it just really really varies, Alexa. Just even with what you talked about with, you know, with separation anxiety, and how and that's spilling over into adulthood. And one thing I wanted to share was like I'm the oldest of three. And um I have a sister um right under me and then a brother and I've always been big sister. So one thing like when I went off to college, I reached back to make sure that they were getting prepared to go off to college, et cetera, et cetera. And when I graduated from college and relocated and I said, okay, when you guys finish, you know, I have a place for you to move to, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of always thought in my mind was they need me, they need me because I'm the older sister. And what I found out was that really it was a codependency, um, which I don't know how you arrange that in. And codependency is sometimes when you think you're helping people and really it's not you helping them, it's, it's really for you. And then because I was, I was scared to death that they, they were not going to make it or they would need help. And then I had to realize that, hey, if their life, like if they fall, it's going to be okay. They they can get back up. But it was really me having to release them because when I did, they were like, okay, I'll be good. And I'm like, you will? You're not going to fall apart? (laughs) And even though their life isn't how I want it to be, it's not my freaking life. It's theirs. So um, I think also with different things you said, that codependency is another factor as well. And you, Kelly? Uh, Well, I agree with a lot of the symptoms that you have mentioned. I also uh, would have to add the rocking of the body, the lack of clear thinking, the abandonment of immediate goals or tasks at hand um, are also symptoms of anxiety, um, the slurred speech, uh, some people get uh, the tongue, the cotton mouth uh, are symptoms of anxiety, the rapid blinking of the eyes, the inconsistent focus of the eyes, 
um, of course, the shaking of the hands and the legs, unable to stand still, are all some symptoms of um, anxiety. And what about you, C? Um, yeah, I know when I'm experiencing it, I, I already don't sleep now, but I don't really sleep at all when um, I'm dealing with anxiety. I might not sleep for a couple of days. Well, here are some interesting facts that I saw. Food can sometimes treat anxiety. Medication and talk therapy are commonly common, commonly used to treat anxiety. Lifestyle changes like getting enough sleep and regular exercise can also help. Some research have suggested that the foods you eat can have a beneficial impact on your brain if you're frequently experiencing anxiety. Some of these foods that can help are salmon, chamomile, turmeric, dark chocolate, yogurt, and green tea. For me, don't like green tea. Yogurt is okay. Who says no to chocolate except for Kay since she does not like it? Turmeric I use in my cooking. What on earth is chamomile other than chamomile tea? And I don't eat anything that comes out of the ocean unless it's seaweed or tuna fish. What about you, C? Do you eat any of these things, or have you heard of any other foods that might help anxiety? Uh, I mean, maybe not food, maybe alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol doesn't help treat anything. Alcohol is kind of like Okay. <laughs> what about you, Kelly? Um, what well, I do like the aphrodisiacs of um that comes along with chocolate. However, the chocolate I have become allergic to, so I uh transferred over to the vanilla bean. And um that's about the only comfort other than prayer. I go into prayer and uh, request to be uh, sedated and to be placed or to enter a gap in the universe where I am in peace and of stable health. And um, what else? Music. Music is very, very medicinal. Um, And... Also, supplements, just basic herbs and minerals that are in the earth that have been capsulized over-the-counter medication, I call it, which is just basic vitamins, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, I just want to insert a disclaimer here. Since C says her choice is alcohol and it helps her deal with her anxiety, and Kelly is mentioning over-the-counter supplements and such. Mm-hmm. It's entirely <laughs> up to you on how you choose to cope with your anxiety. Disclaimer, if you are on medication, do not mix it with alcohol. 
not a good idea. Okay. Just not a good idea. Talk to your doctor first before you take any supplements and such, especially if you're on on medicine, because you do not know how medicine and supplements or whatever it is that you put in your body can react together, and that might be a very bad thing. So, Tawanda, what about you? Have you heard of these foods helping with anxiety, or do you know of other foods that can help with anxiety? Take all those foods and throw them in the trash. Get you some cannabis, and you would definitely <laughs> regulate your anxiety. <laughs> Can I well, respond to that one? Because I have tried that one one time, and that thing gave me a panic attack so bad. Well, the cannabis, to, there's, you have to get yeah, different. It's, it's different to, kinds. Oh my God! They had to take me to the hospital and give me something. What is what is that stuff that they give to people when they're like freaking out of their minds? They give them something. I forget what it is. Anyways, no, it's not. No, it's not the crazy (laughs) shot. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, they had to give me something because my heart rate was going so off the chart, and my breathing dropped. Like the 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 machine started saying I wasn't breathing, and we were both looking at the machine like, "Wow, that's didn't know we could do that." So, yeah. Yeah, I can't. That shit could kill me. <laughs> okay. Oh, you got We're a bad bat. We're not laughing because Kay had to go to the hospital. We're just laughing the way she's describing the situation. It's actually not funny that she actually had to go to the ER and results of taking cannabis. Are you sure you did not take too much cannabis, Kay? I just know that one minute my body felt really heavy, and then the next second I was like, yeah, I'm dying. That, um, today's yeah, today's and, and I wasn't talking about smoking the blunt. I was talking about actually like getting, it, getting the medical cannabis, like the prescription from your doctor, not, not that know, growing look, down the California, street home. Legal. That's all my sister knows. My sister grows her own stuff. And once she tricked me, she put some in some Rice Krispie treats and was like, try this. Oh, so you had to do some edibles. Oh, my gosh. Thing, I was like, my sister tried to murder me. Like, wow. <laughs> I didn't even watch that. Okay. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> what, uh, what Stay away from I'm laughing at the way she's saying it. Kay, I don't think your sister is trying to kill you. I think she just wanted to help you with your anxiety. And maybe it was just the wrong strand of cannabis. Or maybe she accidentally put too much. I was like, call the ambulance. And she was like, you'll be fine after you sleep. And I was like, I'm going to wake up from that dead. Like, what the F? Like, just get me in an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's scary. Okay, well, that's scary. Now, well, now we know that Tawanda suggested some cannabis. Kay is against that. So, how do you diagnose anxiety and/or an anxiety disorder? Well, if you believe you are suffering from anxiety in a way that is not normal, where it's actually affecting your life, the best way to get diagnosed and help is to talk to your doctor because your doctor definitely can help you understand if you're just 
suffering from general anxiety or you actually have a form of anxiety disorder. Depending on your anxiety disorder, sometimes medication can help in or therapy, but there are ways to help you cope with anxiety. Well, the one thing that everybody always says is to take a deep breath and breathe because anxiety makes us feel out of control. Sometimes our heart rate increases. We feel like we can't breathe. So they're telling you to breathe. And what they mean is just take a step back or leave the room and go to a quiet space and just heave and sigh and take a deep breath. And the next step is to slowly count to 10. So basically what they mean is inhale and count to seven and breathe out counting to seven. And hopefully that will help calm yourself down and help calm your heart rate down. Another way to help with anxiety is to use aromatherapy. Sometimes it's in oil form. Sometimes it's incense, incense, not incense, okay, incense or a candle. Scents like lavender, chamomile, and sandalwood can be very soothing. It's encouraged that you exercise, but before you go on a heavy exercise regimen, check in with your doctor to ensure that you're healthy enough to do the kind of exercise you have in mind. It's not recommended one day you wake up and decide to run a 20-mile run. That might not work out for you. So they say start with going for a walk, or do 15 minutes of yoga. They say sometimes when you're feeling anxious or when you're feeling anxiety, they said it's best to keep a journal for you to write down your thoughts. What you're feeling when you're feeling anxious, write down what happened before you're feeling anxious, and use that journal to help you learn your triggers. Not everybody who suffers from anxiety or anxiety disorder is going to have the same trigger. For some, you can get over your anxiety by just saying, okay, I have no choice. But for others, like a simple trigger can be the sound of a dog barking, the sound of sirens going by your house. Some people I've heard are so afraid of driving on the highway that they can't really travel outside of where they live. If they can't get there on side roads, they're not going to go. So, ladies, do you know of any other ways to help manage your anxiety other than the ones that I have mentioned besides medication and therapy? Tawanda? Yes, have great sex. <laughs> it works. No comment. No comment on that one. Yeah. What? Do you agree? 
I do <laughs> agree, but not everybody. Well, I mean, the thing is, everybody's not about vanilla. I mean, everybody's not going to have coffee and have tea and so on and so forth. We're talking about stress and anxiety, and people need to have more than one or two ways to be able to relieve themselves. Everybody's not interested in doing it the boring way. So I'm just giving someone another viable, stimulating option. Okay. What about you, Kelly? Uh, well, I agree with Tawanda that having a great relationship, a, a real great physical massage would definitely help release stress and anxiety um, because it quenches the physical, you know, it quenches the mm-hmm. the flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I also believe mm-hmm. that you can achieve um, hmm. a medicinal attribute by meditating. Meditation is also great uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, like uh, yoga. And um, I've already mentioned the tuning into meditative music or pieces that you enjoy. Not music that has you reflecting to uh, sad moments or a moment that you are missing, but music that is uplifting, a meditative song that will bring you to looking at your goals that you are yet to achieve in a team. Also, about- calling a friend, oh, calling okay. a dear friend that you can confide in and letting them know how okay. you feel. They usually, like a soundboard, yeah, can get you out of that too. And what about you, C? Yeah, I was going to say um, part of what Kelly said, um, which was uh, music and maybe like music and dancing. Okay. Now, what about you, Kay? How do you cope with your anxiety? Um, I drink this tea called Sleepy Time Tea, and it has valerian root in it, and the chamomile and the, the valerian are depressants, so they help my anxiety. Um, but you you can't, it's not like a medicine that you just take once a day or anything like, you know, it's just, it's just an herbal supplement. So you have to drink, drink it frequently. Um, I get pedicures, um, I'll soak in the tub. I will sit for a moment and breathe and tell myself that this too shall pass. Uh, sometimes I, I just, yeah, yeah. I try to manage it. Well, as you, our listeners, can hear, everybody deals with anxiety differently. Everybody at one point or another point in their life probably have suffered from anxiety, not to the point where they might have an anxiety disorder, but anxiety is just our body's way of reacting to stress. Before we close out, some other tips that I found are take a time out, practice yoga, listen to music, meditate, get a massage, or learn relaxation techniques. Stepping back from the problem helps you clear your head. Eat well-balanced meals. Do not skip any meals. Do keep healthful, energy-boosting snacks on hand. Limit your alcohol and caffeine which can aggravate anxiety and trigger panic attacks. 
get enough sleep when stressed, your body needs additional sleep and rest. Exercise daily to help you feel good and maintain your health. Take deep breaths, inhale, and exhale slowly. Count to 10 slowly, repeat, and count to 20 if necessary. Necessarily, necessary. Do your best. Instead of aiming for perfection, which is impossible, be proud of however close you cannot control everything. Put your stress in perspective. Is it really as bad as you think? Welcome humor. A good laugh goes a long way. Maintain a positive attitude. Make an effort to replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Get involved. Volunteer or find another way to be active in your community, which creates a support network and gives you a break from everyday stress. Learn what triggers your anxiety. Is it work, family, school, or something else you can identify? Write in a journal when you're feeling stressed or anxious and look for a pattern. Last but not least, talk to someone. Tell friends and family you're feeling overwhelmed and let them know how they can help you. Talk to a physician or therapist for professional help. Conclusion of our show. Ladies, any final thoughts before we say goodnight to our listeners? Any thoughts? <sighs> Relax, relate, release. I was, I was waiting on someone else to go because... You know, I want, they didn't want to be rude. But, no, I appreciate this call because I know I've seen Miss Facing Fear. And um, all jokes aside, I know people deal with all types of things in reference to anxiety, separation, PTSD, and so on and so forth. So um, the different tips that you gave are really good. And I just really encourage people to just continue to find more ways to be able to, you know, relieve yourself, to handle it, to deal with it, and, you know, to, to, to feel better. Um, because every day um, may not be raining, so definitely. But, no, good information, and it just always gives me something to think about. So thank you so much. Anyone else? Going once, twice? Okay. And with that, I want to wish our listeners a good night. If you do suffer from anxiety, try to incorporate some of these tips to help you cope. And if that's not helping, please go talk to a physician so you can get the help you need because everybody deserves to live their life to the fullest. Don't let anxiety get in the way where you can't live your best life. Good night, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. 
Did you miss an episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, touch on to your best friend and stay tuned.